Welcome back to the Wire Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McCrary. I'm here back with my dad. And today we're going to be talking about the NBA draft. Now that the NBA is officially returning, uh, the NBA draft is going to be happening on October 15th, I believe. So it's going to be later than usual, but it's going to be on October 15th. And today I am going to be releasing my top 10 point guards in this draft. There are there are around 24, 23 point guards in the draft. Uh, I haven't watched all of them, so the list could change. I don't see it changing, um, but it could possibly change. And before I get into it, uh, Joel Ayayi, he is a point guard from Gonzaga. I, I did not consider him because although he has declared for the draft, he has said that he is probably going to be returning to Gonzaga. I also don't think he's a point guard, so uh, I'm not considering him. And, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll be going through my list 10 through 1, so I'm going to start out through at 10, and then go down until I get to my first ranked point guard, um, then after I'm done ranking my top 10, I'll go into uh, a few honorable mentions, guys that didn't quite make the list, um, but got some guys that I think I, I do want to talk about a little bit, but let's go ahead and get into it, I also have divided these guys up into tiers, um, there's four tiers in my top 10. The first tier, these guys are, they're, I don't, I, I would say kind of these, they're kind of high-end role players, I think is what these guys are going to be. I don't think they're going to be starters. One guy could be a starter, um, but these are high-end role players, in my opinion. And number 10, I have Nico Manga from Arizona. Uh, Nico is an Italian point guard. Uh, he went to Arizona, but uh, he's Italian. He is a really, really good playmaker. That's his thing. That's the elite skill that he has. Everybody in my top 10 has at least one elite skill set. Um, Nico is a very, very good playmaker. He's an excellent passer. He's got great court vision. He has the ability to shoot uh, off the dribble and off the catch. Um, but what he does best is his passing. Um, that's going to be his calling card in the NBA. He does struggle getting to the rim because... Although he is quick, he's not very athletic. He's also small. He's six three one. I don't want to. I don't think he's one ninety. I think he's around one seventy five. Um, but he's skinny. Uh, doesn't have a big frame, and he's smaller, so he struggles to get to the rim. And uh, he he can finish with his right hand. With his left hand, he really struggles to finish. Um, and he likes to shoot floaters a little bit too much. So when he's driving, he likes to make it a little bit harder on himself. A lot harder than it actually needs to be. Uh, but I like Mannion. I think he'll, he can be a really good backup point guard. Um, and a, guy, a team like at the end of the first round, I can see him going there. And a team that needs a backup point guard, they, they should select Nico Mannion because he's going to be a really, really good playmaker. He's got great court vision. And he can shoot. Um, his shooting was a little bit iffy this year at, at Arizona. Um... It was not as good as you'd like it to be, um, but it's still there. His free throw percentage leads you to believe that he could be a good three-point shooter at the next level. He's got a good a good shooting form. Um, I think he'll be a, a fine shooter in the NBA with, with good spacing. I mean, he's a really good pick-and-roll ball handler. Um, I think I think he's a good point guard. And what 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 ha- the reason I have him at ten is because he's not a great finisher. He's not an elite athlete. Uh, he struggled to shoot this year in Arizona. I think those things really hurt him and hurt his draft stock. That's why I have him at 10. 
uh, but I love Mangan. I think he's a really, really talented point guard, really talented playmaker. Um, and so, yeah, that's my number 10 point guard in the class. Yeah, you know, the talking about shooting, you know, he obviously there, there's upside for him as far as his shooting touch. Uh, yeah, he. I'm looking here, he's right at 80% from the foul line. So, yeah. You, you, you know, there's got to be something there from from a shooting standpoint if right. if you've got good touch at the line. So, right. well, if you have if you, if your free throw percentage is hovering around eighty, mm-hmm. and you show good touch around the rim, yes, and I mean his three point percentage, is, it wasn't great, um, but it was okay. It was according to the synergy, it was uh, I believe it was good. It was I don't remember the percentile. Uh, what percentile he was in, uh, but he's not a terrible shooter. Right. Although it was a little bit disappointing, his percentages were they were a little bit disappointing. He still he's got the touch around the rim and he's got the percentage at the free throw line where it's like okay, there's something to work with. Yes. Like he he's not a terrible shooter. Correct. Um, and he's a dynamic shooter. Like he can shoot off the catch and off the dribble. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's something there. I just I think it's going to be hard for him to score at the next level because he's not an elite athlete. He doesn't really get to the rim easily. He doesn't have a great handle. It's okay. Um, but I don't think there's a, lot, there's a lot of scoring upside there. I just think he's a high-end role player who's going to be able to he's going to be able to make plays as a passer and he's got great court vision. That's how he's going to find his way on the court. Um, and I think there's a little bit of, of shooting upside. That's um, that's about it. He also struggles defensively because he's small. Um, he doesn't have a big frame, and he's gonna and he doesn't have a lot of versatility on defense. And he's gonna be he's gonna have a huge target on his back on defense. Teams are going to go after him. They're gonna put him in screens and put him in situations. They're gonna make him uncomfortable. Um, and so I think that's the reason why I didn't have him higher up. I personally really like like Nico Mannion. I think when a player has great court vision, they're, they're going to find a way onto the court. They're going to get playing time, um, and that's why I like him. Uh, but I, I couldn't put him any higher than this because there's just not a lot of upside as a scorer and as a primary initiator, and I don't think he's going to be a starter in the NBA. Right. Um, but, yeah, he's my number 10 point guard in the class. I think he's okay. good. I think he's good. I just don't think he's starting material, um, and I think he's, there's not a lot of scoring upside. But he's a good playmaker, and I think he's got the potential to be a good shooter at the next level. Okay. All right, number nine, I have Devon Dotson from Kansas. Uh, Dotson was a sophomore this year from Kansas, had a really nice year. He led the Can- the Jayhawks to – they finished off the season when everything got shut down. They were the number one team in the country, and they deserved to have the number one overall seed in the tournament. Uh, they were a really, really good team this year. They had a great season. And Dodson, his the one thing about him that I love is his speed. He's very athletic. He's got a great first step, um, and he's got a decent handle. And he combines his handle with his athleticism to get to the rim. He's a very nice shot creator. He's not great at creating a shot off the dribble, but he does a great, a great job of getting to the rim. There are times where he gets a little bit out of control, and he'll throw up crazy shots, or he'll turn the ball over th- throwing crazy passes. There's times where he is out of control, um, but when he's in control and he attacks the basket, it's special. And I think him having that quick first step in that athleticism is gonna he's gonna be able to score at, in the NBA. He's gonna be able to take guys off the dribble and get to the rim, get to the free throw line, draw fouls, 
and he's improving as a playmaker. He's not as good of a playmaker as Nico is, but he is he's developing that part of his game. Um, and he he was a pretty good free throw shooter in college. Uh, he's hovering around eighty percent. I don't know exactly what his free throw percentage was, but it was not bad at all. Um, and I think there's some potential for him to be a solid shooter in the next level. I don't think he'll ever be a great shooter, and I don't think he'll ever be a great shooter off the dribble. But I think he can come off the bench and be he can just be a microwave kind of scorer. Mm-hmm. He'll be a change of pace guard. I don't think he'll ever start, but I think he can be a good six man. A guy, he's going to be a guy who can take guys off the dribble, who can be a scorer for you off the bench, and provide some playmaking. And even on defense, he's a pretty good off-ball defender. He gets a lot of steals, um, and he's got the athleticism, the athleticism to be a decent on-ball defender. I think there's a lot to work with there. Um, and like Nico, he's, he's going to be a guy who can come off the bench, lead your offense, and I think he's going to be a high-end role player for a team. I don't know if he'll go first round, um, but in the second round, I think he's a, he's a good a good value, um, and I like what he can do with his athleticism and his ability to get to the rim. I think that makes him a very very interesting prospect. And what, how many year? What was he? A, was he freshman sophomore? He was a sophomore. Sophomore. Okay. Yeah, he was a freshman last year. Yes. Um, gotcha. Decided to come back. Had a really really good year. Um, okay. He's improved as a shooter. Um, and I, I just love his athleticism, his ability to get to the basket. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't teach athleticism. You can't teach speed. Um, and so you can teach shooting. So that's something that he does need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he develops into a nice shooter, he's going to be a very, very good player. And I think there's some upside there. All right. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like Dawson a lot. Uh, then at number eight, this is the end of my, of the high-end role player tier. And number eight, I have Theo Maladon, a point guard from France. I don't know what what, what the specific name of the team he played on overseas, um, but he is an international prospect. He's very solid. He's very young as well. Um, he's being mentored by Tony Parker, or he has been mentored by Tony Parker for the past couple of years. Theo is a an interesting prospect. Um, he's a very good passer. I don't think he's as good of a passer as Nico Mangan and some of the other guards I'll talk about in a little bit, but he is a very, very good passer. He can make skip passes. He can make basic reads and complex reads. He's also, he's not extremely athletic, but he can, he can change speeds. He can go really, really fast and then stop on a dime. Then go back, and he can. He, there's. I like. I like when players can do that. I like when players who aren't very athletic can change their speeds and kind of ch- change tempo on a dime. Um, that'll that'll allow him allow him to get to the rim, um, even without being a super super quick point guard. Um, he's developing as a shooter. He's not a great shooter yet, but he's shown that he can be a sort of dynamic shooter where he can shoot off the catch and off the dribble. Um, I th- he still needs to get better at that, but there there are some signs where okay, this guy could be a, a very solid shooter off the dribble in the pick and roll. That's why I like him a lot. He could actually be a starter at the next level because he's such a good passer. He can get to the rim. He's not very athletic, but he's quick. Um, and there's some shooting, some shooting upside to him. That's why I like him a lot. I don't know if he'll be, ever be a great shot creator, and he's still young, and he didn't really get better this season, which is a concern, but he's very young. He's a solid defender. He's 
absolutely phenomenal in transition. Their shooting upside. He's a great playmaker. I like Theo Maladon. Um, and I think some team that, whatever team picks him, if they develop him, they can end up getting a, a starter, a quality starter uh, in Maladon at point guard. I like him. Um, but there's some, a lack of athleticism hurts him um, in terms of scoring upside. But I like his court vision, and I like the shooting upside with him. That's why I have him as my number, as my seventh point guard. Two things on that on, on him. Uh, if he uh, was mentored by Tony Parker, uh, that's saying something. Uh, hopefully, oh, yeah. he he listened to that instruction because that's coming from a good uh, source. Second thing is, uh, looks like he's six foot three, one hundred and seventy pounds. So hopefully when he comes to America, he'll be introduced to the cheeseburger. Okay, I I have seen different weights. Yeah. I have seen, like, a, a huge range in weights. Now, right. on tankathon.com, uh, he's listed at, like, at like 175. Right. But on Synergy, I think he's listed at, like, 190. Okay. I don't know what weight he is. He doesn't look skinny. I think he's closer to 190 because yeah. when you watch him play, he's if not. He doesn't look skinny. He's, he's not very skinny. Yeah, if you're 6'3", so, uh, and, and you're you've got to, you know exactly. I, I don't know what his size is because right. tank. There's different. There's different heights, different listed heights for him, different listed weights. Yes. Um, Synergy has him listed at 6'5", 190. I think he's closer to like 6'3", or 6'4". Okay. I don't think he's 6'5". I also think he's closer to 190. Um, it'd be nice if we could have a combine this year. To get yeah. his official measure, measurement. Right. Uh, the scales um, over in France may be off a little. Yeah, maybe. But he he's got good size. I don't think he's one seventy five. Okay. Uh, he looks closer to one ninety, which is, which is what he's listed at on Synergy. Uh, but but yeah, he's got he's got good size, which is another plus. Okay. Yeah, I, I like Melanon. All right. Uh, next up, moving into our boom or bust here. Now these three prospects. It's five, This tier is from five to seven. Um, these are guys that have. High upside, but a low floor. Um, and my first player in this tier, at number seven, I have RJ Hampton. He skipped college this year and decided to go overseas and play in the NBL. He played for the NZ Breakers. Man, this dude is athletic. He is super quick, really good in transition. He's got an elite first step um, that not a lot of guys have. His first step is rare. Um, he's a decent playmaker. Not great, um, but there were signs of some decent playmaking ability and good court vision. He's good at getting to the basket um, and just finishing. And, I, and if he develops as a shooter, he's going to be great. Now, if he doesn't develop a jump shot, he's going to suck. So if you draft him, you better be po- you better be sure that you can develop him into a nice shooter. Because uh, otherwise, if you aren't able to develop that part of his game, He's never going to become anything. So he, he's, I've seen him mocked into like the lottery. I think that's a bit of a risk. And I'm not insanely high on Hampton because I'm not sure that he can become a great shooter because his footwork is iffy. Um, his shooting percentages overseas were not very good. He didn't shoot well from three. And his free throw percentage is under 70%. Those are not, not good indicators that he's going to become a solid shooter at the next level. Uh, but I see the tool. The physical tools are great. He's got good size. He's got the athleticism. The court vision is there. He has an okay handle. He can play off the ball and on the ball. And he's so fluid. And I like his footwork going to the basket. Um, he could become a more efficient uh, finisher. 
Um, and his decision-making at times is a little bit questionable, but the physical tools are there. You just have to develop his shot. If you can do that, he can be a really good player, and he can be a, a very nice starter. Um, I just don't know if he's going to be able to do that. I'm not confident that a team's going to be able to develop that part of his game. Um, but yeah, he's very, very talented, and he's got the physical tools. I, just, I love his physical tools, and I think uh, that combined with his shot, his potential shooting, um, is why I have him at, at, at seven. Question. Uh, so he, he's skipped college to go overseas. With the pandemic and everything, how, how much competition did he get to be involved in overseas before everything was shut down compared okay. to compared to if he had gone to college? Uh, the NBL is not a great league. Right. It's not a very competitive league. Um, there's not a lot of great teams, not a lot of great competition. Um, so that is a, that is a negative. Mm-hmm. I think he would have been better off going to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did get – to sit behind some guys in the NBL, he didn't play, He didn't have like a huge role, right? Um, so he did get to sit back, learn from veterans, learn from older guys, and I think that's going to help him out uh, in the NBA. But yeah, it's not like he was playing in the Euro League. Yes, it's not like he was playing in one of the top leagues okay. in Europe. Um, he was playing in the NBL, which is not a great league. Um, it's not like it. You know, Luka Doncic, he played for uh, Barcelona which is a great team. It's, it's one of the best teams mm-hmm. in the entire world. Yeah, Hampton did not play for that quality team or in a league with that with that quality of competition. Um, so he was not playing against good competition. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's my number seven. At number six, this might come as a surprise, I have Cole Anthony, uh, poor guard from North Carolina. Uh, man, this was such a hard – he was such a hard player to rank. Um, because I was going back and forth with him and my number in my in my number five point guard, um, I was going back and forth, and I love Cole Anthony's uh, offense. I love what he can provide as a ball handler and as a shot creator. He is a very good shot creator. He can create for himself like no other in this class. I love his shot creation. I love his handle. I love what he does as a pick and roll ball handler. I love how he's able to attack guys off the dribble. Um, he's going to be a really good ball handler in the pick and roll at the next level because he's such a good decision maker as a, as a shot taker uh, in the pick and roll. He's a good shooter. Some of the, the percentages were not good for him this year, but I think that's because he was on a terrible North Carolina team. North Carolina didn't have a whole lot of talent this year, and the spacing on that team was just not very good. It really wasn't, um, and I think that hurts him. Um, the one thing, the one negative about his game, the one glaring negative is his athlete, or his lack of athleticism. And in high school, he looked very athletic, and he was more athletic than everyone else on, in high school. Uh, but in college, he just wasn't very athletic. The athleticism wasn't there. He wasn't able to beat guys off the dribble as well as you'd like. I think he only had, like, three dunks this year in college. Uh, which is kind of surprising for what you saw from him in high school. Um, and his decision-making at times was not very good. His shot selection was, was pretty bad at times. But I think he is a, a decent passer, um, and he's, he's a microwave scorer. That's going to be his role at the next level. Um, I think if, you, if, he, if his shot selection improves, 
and he's able to get to the rim in the NBA, he can be a starter. But at the very least, I think he's going to be a good sixth man. He's going to be a microwave scorer at the bench. I think that's his floor. Um, I, I I think the shooting numbers. I don't think I don't think that's who he is. I think he's a better shooter than that. Um, he's great in isolation. He's good in transition and the half court create, generating offense for himself. He he does a great job at doing that. Um, I like Cole Anthony. Just the the decision making. He's not a great passer. The shooting percentages were rough for him this year. That's why I have him this low. I do like him. There there's just a lot of point guards, a lot of good point guards in this class. Um, this is a very very good point guard class. Um, it's deep. There's a lot of talent at the top. That's why he's at six. I do like him. There's just a couple of issues where I'm like, I can't have him over some of the guys I have ahead of him. He uh missed. 11 games uh, this past season with that partially torn meniscus. Yeah, that um, hurts him. Yeah, right. that hurt him a little so bit. I don't know if he if he was more athletic before the injury and less athletic after he came back. Uh, but anyway, but that yeah, just just an, uh, a season to forget for North Carolina that, Tar Heel fans. Oh, it, it was a terrible court. year for them. So and it he, was a rough year for Cole Anthony. Yeah, he, he, had, he had a terrible team around them. Yeah. Like, like everyone's bashing him for his numbers. They're like, oh, his right. shooting percentages were terrible. The shot selection was bad. And yeah, the shot, the shot selection was not good. Right. But he had nothing around them. Like, right. that, that team sucked. <laughs> he, well, you, he had no talent around them at all. You put him on uh, the, the teams from two, three years ago um, that made it fairly deep into the tournament. Uh, you know, he he probably comes out uh, with a much better evaluation. He just he had just an unfortunate yeah. year all the way around. He got injured. Uh, you know, the team was was pretty bad. Um, and so anyway, I'm I'm sure he's looking for better fortune next level. Yeah, another thing I want to mention with Cole Anthony is the defense, and he he's active on defense. He'll fight through screens. He's got good size. Like he's six three one ninety. He is short, but. He at one ninety. He's got good size. He's, he's I mean, he's, he's thick. Um, so he's not going to get bullied on defense. The defense of uh, the defense awareness. The awareness on defense is the issue with him. There's times where he just looks lost. Um, like he, like he's not even interested in playing defense. That's an issue. I think if you get him to buy in on the defensive end of the of the, of the court, um, I think he can be he can be good on that end because he's got the size and he's got the quickness. Just. There were times where he just looked lost, um, and that's a huge issue with him. But yeah, I, I like Cole Anthony. I know having him at six is kind of a surprise, and and it, it is low. Um, and with the expectations that he had coming into the year, he should be a top five, probably a top three point guard in the class. He just had a rough year. I do like Cole Anthony. I just, I'm just not sure of his role in the NBA. I don't know if he can be a primary ball handler and a primary initiator on a winning team. I think he could possibly be a primary initiator and a and a starting point guard, but are you going to be winning games with him? I just don't know. Gotcha. Um, and that's why I have him at six. Okay. At number five, this is going to be the most surprising uh the most surprising ranking in my point guard rankings number 5 i have one of this guy's one of my favorite players in the entire draft is Tyrell Terry out of Stanford this dude has some glaring issues he does but i'm promise i promise you if you develop this kid he's going to be a stud when i watched him i was like okay this is very familiar i've seen this player before 
and then I looked up Steph Curry at Davidson, and it's the same player. Mm-hmm. It's literally, it's like it's like deja vu watching Tyrell Terry. He plays exactly like Steph Curry did at Davidson. And that tournament run, watching that tournament run again, I'm like, this is exactly the way Terry plays. Terry is, the issues with him are his ball handling. He doesn't have a very tight handle, so that limits his his upside as a creator. Um, he And his, his ability to score off the dribble is a little bit concerning. He's not great shooting off the dribble. He can shoot off the dribble, but he's not going to be a great scorer. He's been compared a lot to Trey Young. Um, not, that's an unfair comparison because Trey Young is an elite point guard in the NBA, um, and he's a great ball handler and can get to the rim, and he's a great shot creator for himself. Um, Tyrell Terry isn't that. What Terry excels at is shooting the basketball. He shot around 40% from the three-point line and shot around 89% from the mm-hmm. free-throw line. His shooting is elite, and he's dynamic. He can shoot off the catch. He can shoot off the dribble. He he is great at moving without the basketball. Stanford used him coming off screens a lot. He did a great job of doing that. According to Synergy, um, he was in 99th percentile on catch and shoots, which is absolutely insane. He was probably what the best catch and shoot uh the best shooter off the catch in college basketball this year. He was absolutely insane. Um, and I like his creativity on offense. He's quick. He's not fast. He's not very athletic. He's a smaller player, but he's deceptively quick. Um, he's got a, a nice first step. He can get to the basket. Now, when he gets to the basket, it doesn't take contact very well because he's six one one sixty. Um, so that's an issue. He's got to put weight on, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, but he can get to the basket. He's very creative. He is a great passer. I th- that's an underrated part of his game. He has really, really good court vision. And when you see that court vision come alive on film, it's like, whoa, this dude's special. And he's not going to, I don't think he's going to be a primary initiator on a team early on. But if you can put some weight on him, put some meat on his bones, and, you know, develop his ball handling, I think he's got a chance to be special. Because he's so smart. He's got a great basketball IQ. He's a great off-ball defender. His defensive metrics were great this year. For a player his size, his defensive rating was around 93, which is amazing. Um, And he gets a lot of steals. His steal rate's good. Um, He's a great off-ball defender. And just that shooting. In today's game, where where there's a lot of spacing and teams are shooting the the three-pointer like never before, there's value in Terry. Right. And I think that, along with with his decision making, his court vision, his basketball IQ, and his dyna- just the way he can shoot off the dribble and off the catch, he's a special player. Now he is a developmental player. He's gonna have to develop a little bit and get bigger. But I think if he does that, he can be a starting forward guard, and he he can be a special player in the NBA. I love Terry. What uh, yeah, what stands out is uh, if if in in college if you can shoot. You know, I'm looking at a 41% from three-point range and uh, uh, 89% from the foul line. Uh, somebody's going to make room for you on the roster. Oh, yeah. So. And it's crazy. He was, according to ES, I couldn't, I, I don't remember where he was at on ESPN's rankings 
uh, of recruiting rankings on 24-7 sports, he was outside the top 100 mm-hmm. um, hmm. in this year's class because he was a freshman at Stanford. Uh, so coming in, according to 24-7 sports, he was outside the top 100, and now I've got him at, inside the top five mm-hmm. in my point guard ranking. So he's, he's made a huge jump. And there's a huge, there's a, like, not a lot, there's not a consensus on Terry. A lot of, uh, like, on ESPN, I think they have him ranked in the 50s. Um, and yeah. on Tankathon, they have him ranked, uh, at 29. Uh, Kevin O'Connor, who works for the Ringer, on his big board, he has him ranked at 8th. So there's yeah. a lot, there's right. a huge range on where pl- people have him ranked. Right. Um, I, I, I'm, ten- I'm one of the, I'm, I'm, I buy in on Terry. Mm-hmm. I'm in on him, uh, and I think he's going to be good at the next level if he develops. Right. Being being a Hawks fan, uh, he he's somebody that I you know I'd love to see them be able to get uh, to develop him behind uh, Trey as a backup. Uh, he's probably just not going to be around. I I, no. I think he'll get taken in the first round with these. No, uh, he he's going to be a first rounder. Um, Chad Ford, who used to be a draft analyst for ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, now he has a podcast on the Lockdown po- Podcast Network. He brought in, brought on. Um, he did a, a big board a few weeks ago where uh, it wasn't his big board. It was like the consensus. So he called NBA teams, called NBA teams front office members, and asked them their thoughts and what what they what their what like where they had different players ranked. Mm-hmm. And based on that, he created the big board. And he had Tyrell Terry at 17. So okay. there's, like, Terry's not going in, in the second round. Right. Um, he's going to go in the first round. It's just, like, when. Yeah. That is, it's just a matter of when he's going to get taken. He's going to be a first-round pick. Um, with this shooting ability, there's no way he's going to fall to the second round. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see him play. I, I love Terry. All right. I think he's a stud. All right, moving into this next tier, um, these are guys who are going. I don't. They don't have superstar potential, um, uh, especially my number four player. But they can be starters and they can be quality starters. I think they're going to go in, into the NBA at starters on day one, and I think they can play that role at a high level. Number four, I have Tyrese Halliburton from Iowa State. Tyrese Halliburton, a great passer. And he's got great size. His court vision is amazing. He's a he's just fantastic in transition. Um, he's got great court vision. He's one of the best passers in the draft. Mm-hmm. I think he, along with Killian Hayes, Lamelo Ball, and Nico Mannion, I think those guys are some of the best passers in the draft. Tyrese Halliburton is right up there. Um, his court vision is amazing. His basketball IQ is off the charts. He's a great decision maker. As a pick-and-roll ball handler, he makes great passes. He can make any kind of pass uh, that you need him to make on the court. The issue with Tyrese Halliburton is he's not a great creator for himself. He can create for others, but he doesn't have a great handle. He doesn't get to the basket, doesn't get to the free throw line, and he doesn't score off the dribble. So... It's like, what's his role going to be at the next level um, since he can't create his own shots? Um, there's not a lot of scoring upside, and I think that hurts his overall upside. If, if he, like, for your point guard, if you're going to get a franchise point guard, you want him to be able to create for others as well as create for himself. 
And Tyrese Halliburton at this stage just cannot create for himself. He's a great spot-up shooter, but he cannot shoot off the dribble at all. Um, and he's kind of a negative in, in, a, in the half-court offense at this stage in his career. And I think that's a huge issue. That's why he's at four. I like Halliburton because he's got great size. He's got such a high basketball IQ. Um, and he's a good defender. He, and he's so good as a decision-maker on the, on the offensive end. But, like... It's just like, what's his ceiling mm-hmm. uh, on offense? Like, can he be a primary initiator in the NBA? And I just don't think he can. I think he will be a good secondary initiator. I think you're going to want him to play a role where he's playing with a guy who doesn't have to, you know, handle the ball all the time, but the guy that's going to take all of the shots is going to handle the ball a lot. Um, but I don't think you just have to completely neutralize Halliburton and, like, you're like, no, you can't handle the ball at all. You, he, he needs to handle the ball some, but I think he needs to be with a guy that's going to handle the ball more than he is and just let him play as a spot-up shooter and let him make decisions off the ball. I think that's where he's best suited um, because you got, you got to take advantage of his court vision and his passing because he's a great playmaker. He's just... Not a great shot creator, and I think that hurts him. But he's very efficient. Um, he he's a good shooter off catch and shoot mm-hmm. in in catch and shoot situations. Um, he's got good size. He can finish at the rim. He just has a hard time getting to the basket because he's not very athletic and he doesn't have a great handle. Um, but he's long. He's got great size. He can be a plus defender at the next level, and he's a great passer. That's why he's at four. I'm just questioning what his ceiling is. I think he's going to be a Lonzo Ball type of player where he's not going to be uh, a primary ball handler in the NBA, but he's going to be off the ball. He's going to shoot uh, spot-up shots, um, and he's going to be a great a great passer. Um, I just don't think he has a lot of upside as a shot creator, and that's why he's at four. But I like Halliburton. I think there's a couple of teams in the, in the top. There's one team in the top ten that he will be a great fit on, and that's the Chicago Bulls. Um, but there's not a lot of teams like that. There's not a lot of situations where Halliburton's going to be a great fit. Um, and so I'm worried about about his fit in the NBA and what his role is. Um, but there's a lot to like about him. All right. All right, at number three. This is another surprise. This is going to be another sur- surprise uh, selection. Um, and it's Kyra Lewis Jr. from Alabama. Wow. This dude is a stud. He's a great athlete. His first, his first step is amazing. Um, you watch him play, and it's like, wow. This dude's just blowing blowing by everybody. He can blow by defenders because he, he has such a good first step. Very athletic. He gets to the rim. And he's a very creative finisher. Um, he can finish in all sorts of different ways. He can do reverses. He can just go up. Um, he's not. He's a smaller point guard. He's six three one one sixty five, I believe. Like he's very small, um, and he's got a very a, a thin frame. Um, but I just love how he's able to beat guys off the dribble with his speed and athleticism, get to the rim, and finish with creativity. Uh, one issue that I see with him when he gets to the basket is he likes to shoot a lot of scoops, and he likes to finish uh, and shoot layups like below his shoulders, and that he's going to get blocked a lot yeah, at the next right. level mm-hmm. if he continues to do that. He's got to work on finishing and shooting above his shoulders at the rim because if he's just doing scoop layups, he's going to get blocked. 
Um, and guys are just going to volleyball spike the ball into his face in the NBA. So he's got to work on that. Um, they're shooting upside with him. He was, let me look, I posted this on Twitter uh, last night. And according to Synergy, uh, Kyra Lewis was, he was 89th percentile in catch-and-shoot situations and 79th percentile off the dribble, shooting off the dribble, which both are incredible. Um, so they're shooting upside with him. His free throw percentage was good. His three-point percentage wasn't great in college. Yeah. It was it was solid. It was good. It just wasn't great. But I think there's upside. His form is great. I love his shooting mechanics. It's smooth. It's quick. Um, I'd like to see him shoot off the dribble a little bit more. Um, that's one issue I have with him offensively, but he's a good playmaker. Not great, but he's a good playmaker. He can make plays uh, when he gets to the rim, when he drives, he can kick the ball ball out to shooters. I think there's a lot of upside with Lewis. I absolutely love him. Um, I think if he does turn out to be a good shooter in the NBA, which I expect him to, um, he's going to be really, really good. What size is he? I'm looking at here, and it doesn't give his uh, height and weight. Um, uh, six three one seventy one sixty five, I believe. Okay. Let me look on Tankathon.com real yeah. quick. He he is small. Right. Um, like he, he he does not have a big frame. Also, I do want to talk about his defense. He does get a lot of steals, and he he's great at getting in passing lanes, and he's got the athleticism and the quickness. Uh, to be a solid on-ball defender. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a great defender, uh, but he does get steals, mm-hmm. and he's going to be a solid off-ball defender. Right. Uh, but don't expect him to be a lockdown on-ball defender. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, let me look. Kira Lewis, I have him right here. He's 6'3", 165. Okay. That's really small. Like, he's very thin. Yeah. Um, and at that size, he's going to get targeted and pick and rolls at the next level like every small point guard does. Like Terry Mannion and Cole Anthony and uh, yeah. and Lewis are all going to get targeted on on defense. Seems to be a size. trend here. Uh, all of these players that we're going over, good good height, uh, just needs to put on some weight. You know, yeah, these guys are going to the next level. You got to you got to get a little stronger. Yeah, and I think there there's going to be a role for Lewis as a primary ball handler because he can. He's a good playmaker. He's got a nice handle. He's got the speed. He's got the physical tools, the athleticism, and he's going to be a good shooter. Uh, and I think all that combined is why I have him in my top three. Right. And a lot of these guys, the role is questionable. That's why I have to, I have them ranked lower than mm-hmm. lower than you in it, lower than the consensus. Like there is a consensus. There's not a consensus this year because this draft is just. It's it's not bad. It's just like there's no like consensus top player, so a lot of mm-hmm. people have different opinions on everybody. Um, but that's why my picks are a lot a lot crazier than mm-hmm. than or a lot off brand or off the board, um, according to a lot of mock drafts or a lot of big boards that you'll see. Uh, but I, I love Lewis. I think he's a stud. All right. Uh, now we are get, getting into our top tier of point guards. Uh, there's two point guards in this tier. These are guys that are, that are going to be high-level starters. They have all-star potential. Uh, I don't think there's anybody in the draft that's like has superstar potential. These guys um, have the potential to be great starters and could potentially be all-stars one day. At number two, I have LaMelo Ball, who played in the NBL uh, this season for the LaWara Hawks. Wow, this dude is a very interesting prospect. Mm -hmm. He is one of the best 
passers and playmakers we've seen in a while. He is so creative on offense. He's a great passer, a great decision maker. His ba- his basketball IQ is off the charts. He's got one of the best, ba- one of the highest basketball IQs in the draft. Um, he's also got a great handle. Um, he can create for himself and others, which I love. Um, he can get to the rim. And his passing is just insane. There's just plays where he's making passes that are unbelievable. And I'm like, wow. Um, and I'm lower on LaMelo Ball than a lot of people. A lot of people have LaMelo Ball as the number one prospect in the entire draft. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's crazy. I just am lower on him. Um, and the reason I'm lower on him than a lot of people is because he's a poor defender. He's a very, very poor defender. He's not very engaged on that end of the floor. Um, and he's aggressive on defense, which covers up a lot of the technical issues in that part of his game, but he's a terrible defender, just point blank, not a very good defender. He's got the size to be a good defender at the next level because mm-hmm. he's seven. like he is a huge point guard, um, and he's got the length, but he's just not very engaged and just doesn't look like he wants to pl- be active on defense a lot of the times. <laughs> Um, so that hurts him, and also his shooting is terrible. Like he's his shot selection is not very good. It's borderline horrendous at this point. Um, and he did not shoot the ball very well in the NBL. Uh, he did shoot okay from the free throw line. His free throw percentage was not awful. Um, and he's got incredible touch. He 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 shoots such a nice floater. His floater game is amazing. Um, and so the touch combined with the, like, around 73% free throw percentage, uh, there's some potential. Now, the reason his shooting is so bad is because his, his shooting form, his technique is awful. The mechanic, his shooting mechanics are awful. Yeah, what is it about these the these ball kids? You know, their dad was supposed to be such an expert. Well, he, well, sure, he couldn't teach them how to shoot. Well, his dad, sure. his dad, well, LeVar Ball had all his sons shooting from 30 feet when they were so young. Yeah. And when they're not, when their bodies aren't fully developed. So you so, pick up bad habits. Yeah, so you pick up bad habits. They're shooting from 30. And if when you're shooting at 30, you're if, when a, you're shooting from 30 feet in middle school, yeah. like your mechanic, you're, you're just not strong enough to do that consistently right. with proper mechanics. So your mechanics are going to get screwed up. Yeah. That's why their mechanics are so bad. Like all the ball brothers are have weird mechanics. And Lamelo is, is just terrible. Like he shoots with both hands. It's inconsistent. Um, I do like how he can create his own shot. He can get to his spots, and he sh- he can shoot from NBA range. He's just got to become a more efficient shooter. Um, mm-hmm. If he does, if he can, you know, change his shooting mechanics, just completely change them and become a more efficient shooter. He's going to be a great point guard at the next level. Right. He's got to improve upon that. Um, another thing, when he gets to the basket, he does not like to take contact. He shies away from taking contact. He avoids it at all costs. Um, he's got to improve upon that. I think that'll change in the next level. That'll improve as he gains weight, gains muscle, um, and becomes a stronger finisher. Uh, but I, I like LaMelo Ball. I'm okay. lower on him than a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I still like him. The creativity on offense and the playmaking is special. Could possibly be uh, the number two pick from what a lot of people are saying. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like the number one pick. Yeah, well, I was reading where they said, you know, if a team uh, gets the number one pick and they need a point guard more than they need a playmaker, uh, he could he could be taken instead of Anthony Edwards. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think he. I think because he'll be the first point, point guard off the board, and yeah. I don't think it's insane. Yeah. Even though I don't have him as the number one point guard in the class, mm-hmm. I would. I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if a team takes him um, off the board as the first point guard. And like, if the Knicks get the number one pick, they're taking a Lamelo Ball. Yeah, um, that's right. just that's what they're going to do. There you go. But yeah, at number one, okay, one of my, I th- this guy is actually my number one player in the entire class, and that's Killian Hayes. Who is a point guard from France? I don't know the specific uh, name, or the specific name of the team that he played on overseas, um, but he's a French point guard. Uh, this dude is special. He's also a great playmaker. He's got incredible court vision. Uh, but what I love about him is that he's a creative scorer. He can he can score off the dribble. He can get to the rim. He's not super athletic, but mm-hmm. he's quick. He he knows how to get to his spots. He's got good footwork, uh, driving to the basket, and he can he can change tempos. He can speed up, slow down, then go back right back to full speed and get to the basket. He's a good finisher, and he's developed over the past year. He's really developed a lot, um, and he's implemented some step backs and side steps into his game, which just make him a harder scorer to guard. His three point percentage was not good this year. He was a streaky shooter. But his free throw percentage was awesome, um, and he's got a, he's got decent shooting mechanics. So I think they're shooting upside with him. Um, I think he's going to be able to shoot off the dribble at a high level at in the NBA. I love his playmaking combined with his shot creation. That's why I have him as the number one point guard in the class. The one issue with him is that he's very left hand dominant. Um, he does not like to use his right hand at all. And in the pick and roll, which he thrives in, mm-hmm. if he has to use his right hand, he'll kill his dribble too early going to the right. Um, and that leads to bad decisions, turnovers. Um, so he's got to develop his right hand. If he doesn't, I, I think that's okay because there's a lot of players in the NBA that are left-hand dominant uh, that have not developed their right hand. Like, like James Harden does not use his right hand that often. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think I, I don't think his career is over. If he doesn't develop his right hand, um, but it'll just make him so much more dangerous as a playmaker if he does develop his right hand and he's able to uh, create going towards the right and finish on the right side of the court. Uh, but right now he's basically just playing on one side of the court, um, but he's doing it at such a high level. Um, he's creating shots off the dribble. He's finishing at a high level. He's a good off-ball defender. He's at a great size. He's six five. What? Let me actually look on Tankathon.com because I don't know his he's, actual uh, measurement. He's like 6'5", 195. 195? So, yeah, he's got a good size. Like, he's mm-hmm. not real thin. Um, and I think he's he's aggressive on defense, which sometimes gets him into foul trouble. Um, but I think he's going to be a, a good off-ball defender uh, on defense in the NBA. And he's got the potential to be a good on-ball defender. Um, I also think he's got some versatility on defense because of his size. And he can play off the ball and on ball on offense. He's going to be a primary initiator at the next level. Um, I, I love Hayes. I think he's a stud. His ability to create shots off the dribble combined with his playmaking is why he's the number one point guard in the class, in my opinion. And why he's the number one overall prospect in this class. I love Hayes. He's... Uh... Only 18 years of age. Oh, so, yeah. He's super young. Like, yeah. He's so, very, very young. Got some developing to do. So, yeah. And, and la- last year at this point, he he was nowhere near as good as, as mm-hmm. he is now. Over the past year, right. he has developed a ton, gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's why he's at the, at the point where he is now. Gotcha. So, uh, how many of these guys do you see going in the first round? 
Um, I I would be willing to bet that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, possible eight out of the ten you named. I, I would guarantee eight. I, okay. I would be willing to guarantee eight. Right. Actually, I'd be. I, I'm guaranteeing seven. I think Thilo was like at that. Theo Maladon's at that cutoff. I think he'll okay. be drafted first round. Right. I could see him slipping possibly. Uh, but yeah, Killian Hayes, Lamelo Ball, Kira Lewis Jr., Tyrese Halliburton, Tyrell Terry, Cole Anthony, and R.J. Hampton are all going to be first round picks. Gotcha. Right. Um, they're all going to go first round. Dotson could possibly slip into the first round. Um, I think we can see him going late first. Nico Mangan isn't, and anybody behind him isn't going to go first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, Nico possibly could. I haven't heard his name mentioned as a possible first round pick. Um, but yeah, I, I could I could see I could see eight, possibly nine, but I'm guaranteeing that seven are going to go first round. Let me throw three names out there for you uh, that were not in your list. Um, how 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 close they are to being in a top ten list for you? Uh, Ashton Haggins from Kentucky. Uh, not close. Okay. Uh, Trey Jones from Duke. Uh, close. I would need to see more shooting from him. Right. Because um, he's not very athletic. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be a great scorer at the next level. I think he's a second-round pick. I think uh, he's good defensively, and he's a solid playmaker. And he, he's a coach's dream. He's going to do all the dirty work yep. for you, which is what his value is. I just don't th- think he's got the upside as a scorer, or enough upside as a scorer or a shooter mm-hmm. uh, to be worth taking in the first round. I, I, I mean, Jones is a solid point guard. Right. Uh, but I, I don't. I don't, he's not, I don't want to say he's just not close to being a top 10 point guard in my opinion, um, but I have guys ranked ahead of him. Okay, third name, Cassius Winston, Michigan State. Uh, close, he's actually, uh, right now 13th, I haven't, I haven't like watched every single point guard, uh, but right now my, my honorable mentions, which we'll get to after I talk about Winston, uh, is 11, I have Malachi Flynn, mm-hmm. Grant Riller, yep. and Cassius Winston. There you go. Winston, uh, I like to make fun of Winston because he's like <laughs> short and fat. And, <laughs> yeah, he Speaking, and, he's, he's not one of these real thin guys. Yeah, so that's he's, for sure. He's short, kind of fat, and kind of <laughs> ugly. So like, I just like to make fun of him. Doesn't, but, doesn't man, he wear the headband and just yeah. kind of looks like yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, he's talented. Like he's a, a very good playmaker. His court yes. vision is really good, and he's improved as a shooter. Right. Um, his shooting ability out of the pick and roll is really really good. And so the more I watch them, the more I'm like, okay, this dude's like really, really good, and he's he's gonna get take, he's gonna get drafted uh, most likely in the second round, because uh, he doesn't have a lot of upside as a score because he's not very athletic, um, and he's kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but with as much weight as he has, he is a strong finisher, so he can, <laughs> he can take contact. That's one and, positive and about give him. And give it, give it too. Huh? Yeah, but he's a good a good ball handler, great in the pick and roll. And he's just improved as a scorer, so I like Winston a lot. Well, and he plays, plays in a great system yeah. and, and for a great program. Uh, Tom Izzo's uh, program up there in Mich- at Michigan State is one of the best in the country. So, and he's got some got some pretty good experience in a, in a, in a very strong conference. So, oh yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, one other thing, if if uh, us being uh, Hawks fans here, I got my Hawks hat on too. Um, if you've noticed. Um, if, if if the Hawks were to pick, if they had a, a do, do we have a second round pick this year? No, we have a second round pick. I, I think it's low though. Yeah. So 
Uh, it's, it's not a high pick. Right. You're you're we're not uh, the Hawks are gonna get a lottery pick, so you're probably not gonna go take a point guard and a lottery pick to back up trait uh, right, young. Yes. But in the second round, you could possibly uh, go for one of these guys uh, to groom as a backup to Trey. Uh, who, who do you think would be a good fit? Um, so, with the Hawks, you need a guy who can play at a faster pace. Mm-hmm. You also need a guy who can play make a little bit uh, with the amount of shooters we have. Uh, one guy that I actually really like is Malachi Flint. I mm-hmm. don't know how long he's going to last. But he's great in the San pick- Diego State, right? Yeah, from San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Um, he's great as a pick and roll playmaker. He can score. He's just a baller. Like he's not big. His physical tools are not impressive. He's not very athletic. He can just go out there and hoop. Um, he puts the ball in the basket. Uh, he's a solid off ball defender and overall defender. Um, and he's a, a solid shot creator. Um, and that's why I like him a lot. I think he's good. Um, I don't know how long he's going to last. Like, I don't know where he's projected to go. He's going to be a second-round pick. Um, but I, I really like Flynn. He could be a good fit. Other good fits. Winston, I just don't think Winston is a good enough. Uh, is I don't think he can play at a fast enough pace to be the Hawks' backup. Plus, uh, the, the the varsity in Atlanta might be a, yeah, that a might dangerous be thing yeah, he might, for him. He might and Waffle his House. Way out of the league. There you go. Okay. Uh, but yeah, those guys are names that I think of. Grant Riller is a point guard that I like, but I don't think he's a good enough point guard yes. to, for us to really go out and consider. Now, if we want to just get a guy who can come off the bench and score, mm-hmm. get Riller. But I don't think that's what we're looking for. I think we're looking at a guy who can come off the bench and be a playmaker with our second, uh, our se- second stringers. Um, and guys that come to mind are like Malachi Flynn and Cassius Winston. Well, you know, uh, uh, Travis Schlink's done a great job so far as uh, GM with the Hawks. And, um, you know, I was, you know, I'm thinking, you know, looking at their roster, they're, they're very young. Um, you know, would they, they do need to get a point. So I don't know if he's going to go with a veteran, uh, another veteran to back Trey up. Or, uh, well, you could go with a veteran and draft a, a, a young point guard in the second round and, and yeah. groom him behind him. So. Uh, just to kind of round that roster out a little bit. So. Yeah. Well, I don't know what we're going to do with Teague because he's a free agent. Correct. He, he was making a crap load of money this year. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think we can get him back on a cheaper contract. I think that's possible. And, and I think Teague would like to stay in Atlanta. He oh, likes yeah. it here. He likes it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. But, yeah, so we could, definitely need a backup point guard. And mm-hmm. this is a deep point guard class. Yeah. So we might be able to snag somebody in the second round. You know, possibly keep Teague uh, at a at a more affordable contract, and uh, yeah, you know, get a pick up a decent point guard who could uh, produce. Uh, you know, back and tray up. So yeah, there, there is one point guard that I haven't watched, but I, I saw him in a, a big board today where he was really high, and it was Tyson Alexander from Creighton. I haven't watched him, but I am interested mm-hmm. to see him play. And wow, this is just such a deep point guard class. Right. Like I'm just looking at these names. Marcus Howard, Peyton Pritchard, Jared Butler, Ashton Higgins, Miles Powell. Like, it's so deep. Yep. Yep. It's just insane how deep this class is. Well, you know, one yeah, one kind of common theme, um, uh, other than Cassius Winston, is <laughs> these guys uh, uh, probably, you know, get, need to get stronger at the next level uh, to be able to hold up, you know, in, in the paint and that kind of thing. So, uh, but obviously, you know, you get into an organization uh, – 
uh, with all the facilities they have now and they'll 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 be able to make that happen so yeah it's going to be interesting yeah it's a good point in our class mm-hmm. yeah uh that's all we got for today hope you all enjoyed and we will see y'all next time mm-hmm.